Welcome to the Crazy Love Podcast. As a believer, where do you find life? In this second half of his message on John chapter 15, Francis Chan keeps pointing us back to the reality of our dependence on Christ and that nothing in this life is worth more than him. So Jesus makes it clear that if I'm not connected to him, I am guaranteed no fruit. He says it very clearly, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I brought a branch. Look, if we all work together, do you think we could make this branch bear fruit? No, it's, I mean, you could tape like an apple to it or something, you know, and make it look like, oh, no, 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 look, look. And I feel like we do this sometimes. We work so hard, but man, this branch has, it's got no chance. Okay, he can try like, you know, like nothing, nothing's going to happen. And Jesus says, that's how ridiculous you look when you're not with me. You're not abiding in me. And you're just out working. You're going to labor in vain. You're going to try all this stuff and you're going to think and you're going to talk to all these people with all these different strategies. But I promise you, if you're not abiding in me, you're not going to have any fruit that lasts. No real fruit's going to happen. So everything Everything depends on this. But then he says in the very next verse, he goes, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. So then there's a guarantee. Okay, see, this is what I'm saying. Don't stress out about all these other things. Jesus Christ, I mean, these were his words. He guarantees He says, if you abide in me, he is the one that's going to bear much fruit. Look, I struggle with this. I'll see people on the earth doing amazing things, and I'll start thinking, man, maybe I did it wrong. Maybe I should have done it like him. Seems like he's accomplishing more. Seems like she's accomplishing more. We'll look at all these people everywhere, and we start trying to follow all these patterns. Instead of just going back to, wait, 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 God, you promised if I just abide in you, and you abide in me, I'm guaranteed to bear fruit. Are you abiding in Jesus today? I had a friend of mine call a couple months ago. He's, he's really my mentor. He's, he's maybe my hero here on this earth. Um, he's a minister out in India. I love him dearly. He, he is my hero. He's led millions, literally millions to the Lord. And he called me and he was crying one day. A couple months ago because another pastor in the U.S. that was a friend of his with a big church committed adultery. And, you know, same old story. And he's, but he's weeping. And he's crying on the phone, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to say. And he, he, he wasn't judgmental in any way. I mean, he was just sad. He goes, I get so sad when I meet pastors in, the, in America. 
He goes, a lot of times I'll walk away from pastors and, and I just go, oh God, I wish he knew Jesus. And he wasn't saying it in a judgmental way. He was just saying, gosh, it just seems like there's a way that you guys do these things and without really just being connected to him. And he made the statement, he goes, it seems like in America, a lot of people are content to meet with Moses. Don't they know they can go up the mountain themselves and meet with God? And those words were so true. I thought that's so true of us. We attach ourselves to people. It's like, I want to take a selfie with Moses. You know, seriously. And God, you know, and he was just saying, he goes, don't you understand? You can walk up that mountain and just come before the great I am. You have access to him. Are you longing for that? Are you connected with him? Do you know him? Because even a great movement like this, even something like this, we can get so attached to that itself rather than Jesus himself. I had another pastor from India who, who said to me, he goes, I've been studying movements. I've been studying the great movements of God. He goes, you know how a great movement starts? It's when the founder really, really knows Jesus. And he says, you know how movements die? He says it's when his followers only really know the founder and they don't know Jesus himself. And I thought, gosh, that's so true. We start these things. You know, someone who just is so connected with God, God, God blesses and the fruit starts happening. And then we tend to, rather than attach ourselves to the vine, we attach ourselves to Moses. We attach ourselves to a person and say, I'm a part of this, I'm a part of that, rather than I'm, a, I'm, I'm connected to Jesus. And I would beg you, abide in Jesus. The greatest things in my life is just, it's just those times when I was connected to Jesus. And I was telling some of the leaders earlier, you know, one of my, my problems is sometimes I worship accomplishment. And I'll, I'll just try to do this or try to do that rather than worship Jesus. I, I'm so into achievement. It, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like Solomon, right? He just kept doing stuff. And, and he did pray, and it was a good prayer to say, God, you know, the one thing I asked for, wisdom. Wisdom to lead your people. And God said, that's a great prayer because you didn't ask for wealth or everything else. I'll give you all that too. But that's great that you, 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 you asked for wisdom. And I, and I believe that's a good prayer. But I just, someone threw it in my mind a, a few months ago where I go, where, where he says, you know what? Are we sure that was that great of a prayer? He goes, because when, when David prayed and said, the one thing I want in Psalm 27, he says, I just want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I just want to gaze upon his beauty in the temple. I just, I just, want, I just want Jesus. This, this is the one thing I want. I just, want to, I just want to be close to God. And you see how that worked out for him. 
It's the one thing I ask for. God, this is all I ask. I just want to know you. I want to experience you like Moses, right? When, when, when Moses, you know, God's saying, what, what do you want? And, and Moses, I just want you. Can I see you? And then and, and Moses, you know, God says to Moses, look, you can go to the promised land, Exodus 33. He says, you can even have, I'll, I'll send an angel in front of you. You'll get the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. You've got it all. I'm just not going with you. So I might kill you all. And what does Moses say? Moses says, no, no deal. Look, if you don't come with me, I don't, I'm not going to go. I don't care about the promised land. I got to have you, God. Man, is that you? See, because it's, it's, it's very subtle, but our promised land can suddenly just be, okay, I just want to get on the mission field and, and die in the name of Christ. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, no, no, no. At the very core of it is this relationship with him where you go, God, I just want to abide in you. This one thing I ask is I just want to dwell in your house all the days of my life. God, I'm not going to go anywhere without you. I just want to be attached to you. Everything else will work itself out. I just want you. I desire you. I mean, when David prayed that, he says, there's one thing I ask. If I could get a transcript of your prayers over the last month, and I read through all of your prayers over the last month, What would I see is the one thing you asked for? Would I just go, man, there is a girl that loves Jesus. She just wants more of Jesus. She just wants to know him more. She wants to be closer to him, to be more like him. Man, there is a guy that is just adoring Jesus. He just wants to be closer and closer. Man, all he prays for is, God, I just want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Is that what I would read in the transcript of your prayers? Because Jesus is saying, look, if you abide in me, you're going to bear fruit. In fact, in verse 8, he says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Because you want to know how to honor God? He goes, God, God says, I want you to bear a ton of fruit. This is how the father is glorified. It's by you bearing a lot of fruit. But you bearing a lot of fruit is not by you on your own trying to figure out. It's by you abiding in him. Okay, now I'm going to get a little complicated. Verse 16 was so strange to me. Okay, and those who know me know that I don't do complicated well. I am Captain Obvious. Um, But I'm going to try to explain something in verse 16. So try to stick with me. Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Look Look at that phrase, so that. That's a very weird place for that. Look at this phrase. He's saying, okay, I get the first part. You didn't choose me. I chose you. That was very clear of the disciples, right? Jesus looked at them and said, follow me. I hope you understand that about yourself. 
It wasn't that you were just so godly that you, you went after Jesus. There was something he did, and he picked you out, and he pointed at you and says, look, I'm, I'm going to choose you. He goes, you didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So Jesus says, look, you didn't pick me. I picked you. This, this is me. I'm the initiator, and I actually chose you to bear fruit, and your fruit would last. I mean, right there, all the pressure's taken off. Because it's not like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta produce some fruit. I gotta produce some fruit. How am I gonna produce fruit? He goes, no, no, calm down. I chose you. I appointed you. I'm gonna make sure you bear fruit. Fruit that lasts. It's like, okay. Okay, take a deep breath. God chose me, appointed me, that I'm going to go bear fruit, and my fruit is going to abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Wait, what? So that? So you chose me to bear fruit, fruit that would last, so that whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, he would give it to you. Like the purpose, I was trying, wait, why would that say so that? It should be the other way. But you see what he's saying, I, I actually believe, and I was just looking at this, and I'm not certain, but I actually believe this is the answer to that question that many of us have been asked, that if God already knows what's going to happen, then why pray? Right? If God already ordained every day in my life, then why pray? And I was looking at this passage, I go, gosh, this might be the answer to that. Because we, we often think that prayer is for us, that it's just for us. And we don't understand that everything we do, whether we eat, drink, or pray, whatever we do, we do it all for the glory of God. And God is saying that He's going to choose us and have us bear fruit, and our fruit's going to last so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, God is, what he's saying is he's going to give us, he gives us his spirit, we fall in love with him, we abide in him, and what happens? We begin to pray for things. We pray for things in Jesus' name. We no longer pray for selfish desires like James talks about. Those prayers aren't answered anyways. But we begin to pray saying, God, you know what? All I care about, I mean, I've been praying this. I'm going, God, all I care about is I just want my life to count. Right? Many of you have prayed that. You say, God, I just want something to happen in my life. I just want to do something in your name. That's all. This is what I want. And what God is saying is he's saying, look, I'm going to have you pray that prayer. And then you know what? I'm actually going to abide in you. You're going to abide in me, and you're going to bear a bunch of fruit. And by the answering of that prayer of fruit, the Father is going to be glorified. Because prayer is about giving glory to the Father. And when we say, God, yeah, I, I want to bear a bunch of fruit for you. I want people to fall in love with you around the world. I want to be used somehow by you. And then Jesus says, you know what? I'm, I actually chose you for that purpose, and I knew you were going to pray that, and I'm going to answer that prayer, and the Father's going to be glorified by the fruit that people see in your life because that's the way they're going to prove. You're going to prove that you're one of my disciples. And, I, and when I was looking at that, I'm going, gosh, God, then why do I stress out so much? 
Why do I keep running around as though I've got to make it happen? Nothing's going to stop God from bringing glory to himself. And God has chosen us and said, look, this is how I bring glory to myself. I'm going to take some of you. You're nobody. There wasn't anything great about you. But I chose you. I filled you with my spirit. You start desiring to bear fruit. You even prayed that. And so I answered that prayer. And I'm going to continue to answer that prayer. And I'm going to be glorified by you being the answer to that prayer. You're going to bear fruit. And I, I guess really the message the Lord put on my heart for you is look at your life right now. I don't want you get, to get started on the wrong pattern of stressing out and trying to figure out everything you've got to do. I want... Man, I've just been praying, oh God, what do I want tonight? I, I wish all of you, all of you, and I don't know you, okay? So maybe you do this, but I wish all of you just loved, loved being with Jesus to the point where you just make time to just go, man, I just want to get away from the world and I just want to walk up that mountain and come into the presence of God himself. I don't want anyone with me. I just want to be with him because there's a sense of awe of like, oh, oh my gosh, God, I'm in your presence you, you're all that matters. Gosh, you know me. You hold every breath in your hands. I'm going to face you one day. You gave your son to die for me. Oh, I love you, God. I love you, God. I just want to abide in you. I just want to know you more and more and more. What does your word have to say? What does it say? I want to tremble at your word. What does it say? I just want to do it. And to just let go of all these other voices. Man, that has been everything for me learning how to just be in the presence of God and love him and know him and know him and know him. That doesn't mean I don't get distracted. It happens all the time. That's what Satan is going to try to do in your life. Because I think, I mean, leaders think, what if everyone in this room literally just came into the presence of God on their own daily, deeply, and then we gather together at times like this, the power of a bunch of Moseses who just came off the mountain going, man, I just was with God. Because you look at his life, look at Moses. What made Moses great? He didn't have a strategy. Oh, let's go over by the Red Sea. He didn't have a it was just the man knew God, right? Even to the point where, did you read it like in, in Numbers uh, chapter 12-ish, where uh, you've got Miriam and Aaron, and they were talking behind Moses' back, remember that? And they were talking about his wife and everything else, and then God calls for, Mo, for uh, Miriam and, and, and Aaron and just says, you guys are talking about Moses. God says this. How dare you talk about Moses? He goes, don't you get it? He goes, usually God says, when I speak to a prophet, I'll speak to him in a dream or maybe a vision. But with Moses, I actually talk to him with my voice. And you're going to talk behind his back? Someone that I literally talk to? 
Are you kidding me? And he strikes her with leprosy. Man, it, it's just a powerful thought because it's, it's never about someone figuring it out on their own. It's always about those who just really know him. And God says, you know, with Moses, I, I, I just talked to him. He, he's a friend. Abraham's a friend of God. Jesus says, you're my friends. If you do what I command. And the truth is, is this book is all about people who knew Jesus people who trusted in God, knew him deeply. Because when you know God, any strategy will work. You can just march around a wall seven times. You know, it's gonna work. And if you're not close to him, nothing's gonna work. No strategy's gonna work. So I would just love it right now if we just, I know we're in a group setting, but sometimes even in a group, you, you can just forget about everyone else in a room and just go up the mountain and be alone with God. Man, I do this in restaurants sometimes where I just, I'll just block out all the noise and I'll just close my eyes and come in, in the presence of God. So I want us to do that and I... And maybe during this time, there's some of you that are just saying, man, you talk about knowing God and having this intimacy with him. But I'm not sure that I know him. This is so important, you guys. Your relationship with God must be your own relationship where you know that you are attached to him. You alone, because at the end it's just you and God. And he either says, come on in, well done, good and faithful servant, or he says, depart from me, I never knew you. I was never attached to you. You were never attached to me. You never abided in me. And maybe there's some of you even tonight. I mean, I know this is supposed to be about missions and getting to the ends of the earth. But man, I never just assume because, oh, a bunch of people say they want to go to the ends of the earth, that that they know Jesus. And so, man, my heart is just going out to you. He's telling you, man, you got to know him. And if you don't, man, I want to invite you. But for the rest of us, I would just ask, would you just bow your heads right now just close your eyes just forget about me just walk right past Moses come into the presence of God come before him with confidence because of the blood of Jesus and just abide in him right now Thank you for listening to the Crazy Love Podcast. Join us next time for a new episode, but until then, for more resources from Crazy Love Ministries or to support the work of Crazy Love, please visit our website at crazylove.org.